All right, I'm back. <laughs> I launched my 200th episode of that podcast, you know, at well, about two weeks ago. I felt good about it. And then you see what happened was, right? Like the next day, literally the next day, I got the flu pretty bad and it crashed me out. And if that wasn't enough, I damn near got laryngitis at the same time. It was good ass times, good ass times. So, you know, I decided to take off some time and just recover. And in the process, I missed talking about, you know, some playoff basketball, some good playoff basketball. We missed out on Jod getting injured and completely changing that Golden State series. I didn't get a chance to talk about Giannis. And, you know, I'm a big fan of his. I'm going to miss watching him the rest of the playoffs. I wasn't done watching him hoop yet. And in that time, Kendrick drops one of the craziest videos and songs that I've seen in, in a long time, as well as his album, which is pretty fire, by the way. So today, you know, on the Ave podcast, I won't be talking about Kendrick's album about him, you know, high-stepping with morals. Not, not yet anyway, but I'm going to be joined by O'Neill Kamaka, the co-founder of the Skills Refinement Group and head coach of You Play Canada AAU program, as well as Randall Walters, CEO of Team Lightskin, uh, the head coach of Team XL Hoops Prep Basketball Program, as well as the head coach of Red Rouge's AAU team, and, of course, South Sharaf family member. Man, all the monikers, damn. Because, you know, the first two rounds have been entertaining, and, and I want to do an update at this point right now. And damn it, that's what we're going to do. We're going to discuss the Phoenix Flameout, uh, where Aiden may go. Shh, hint. It's not in America. Our most disappointing teams and players in the playoffs, as well as our, our, our favorite teams and players, we predict the winners of each conference final. We talk about the Grizzlies' future of ring collecting within the next couple of years. We, we get into a ton of topics. All right, so kick back. It's Friday. It's long weekend for all of you Canadians listening. And these last two playoff games have been blowouts. You really want to dissect those? <laughs> That's what I thought. Sasha Raff is available wherever you listen to podcasts. Rate, review, and subscribe. Hit that like button, the favorite button. And you know what I'm going to say about those, those star ratings, right? Not one, not two, not three. I need them five stars. I need the five. I need the five. I need the five. So click on it like right now while I'm talking to you. See how easy that was? And check out SouthShareAve.com for the catalog. One more time for the emphasis. That's SouthShareAve.com. And I have a new episode of My Story featuring Cheyenne Rowe, which will be out on Wednesday. I'm going to get into that a little bit more at the end of the show. But make sure you look out for that episode when it drops. All right? I appreciate you already. Look at God, huh? <laughs> look at God. It's the Ave Podcast with Cal C on South Shore Ave Radio. Health is wealth. That cliche is not a lie. It ain't. Health is wealth. <laughs> Amen. Welcome to the Ave Podcast with Cal C on South Sharab Radio. Uh, welcome to the AF Podcast, off my uh, mini hiatus. Um, let me just start off with uh, the first question with you guys right now. What fight do you want to see the most? Pat Bev versus CP3 or Lil Wayne versus uh, Mark Cuban? Man, it's a good one. It's a good one, but I, I'm more into basketball. I, I I don't care about the semantics on the sidelines. You, 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 don't, you don't care about rapper owner beef? <laughs> nah, man. Come on. <laughs> you, uh, I, I, think I think Lil think Wayne's too high. He's too high I to think, smack anybody. I don't think it'll be fair. I think Mark Cuban knows like some stuff. I think he knows like some some kind of martial arts. I don't think it'll be fair. I would go. With, uh, <laughs> I would go with Pat Bev and. Uh, Right. Yeah, man. Pat Bev is just 
this guy's going in on ESPN this week, man. Makes for great television. Yeah, he, he's he's definitely marking his name as a, like as as somebody to watch out for when he retires, which is probably going to be within the next yeah. couple of years. But you can see just from this week, you're like, yeah, for, he's he's definitely definitely going to be on either ESPN or Fox. Well, he's <laughs> keeping it like that. This is what you want. You want you want controversial guys, right? Um, yeah. People are going to love him, or people are going to hate him, but they're going to tune in. So this is exactly what you want. Like Draymond. Oh, exactly. People who speak their mind. Push him in his yeah. back. <laughs> Push him in his back. And yeah. Give you a little look. So I don't know, uh, but I like it. I, I like it. It makes for good television. I like somebody that keeps it real. No, nah, he's he's a character though because he's the same one. Like what three weeks ago was crying after they beat the Clippers in the in the play-in game. So yeah, it's, it's, yeah. It's it's, it's, it's kind of hilarious to watch like how he's going at it. I feel like. He's about a, if he, I don't know if he's on for the rest of the week, but I feel like he's gonna say something really reckless to, to, to Brian Winhorst. I feel like that's coming. They've been kind of going a little back and forth, and I'm like, he's gonna say something. I know he's gonna say something reckless, and I feel it's gonna, it's gonna be to him. It's good television, man. <laughs> that's what that's even he. They, they ain't putting him on to be politically correct. No, of course not. <laughs> exactly. well, but, but no, but it, no, but the thing is, most players when they come on for that time, they usually are. But, yeah. but but especially ones that are still playing, so that that's why I find it hilarious that like he just doesn't give a shit. <laughs> you know he's going. But I like to play next year. But I like it though because he's calling like a lot. A lot of people they're careful when you're on TV, right? They try to be diplomatic and stuff like that. I like him. I like him going after Windhorse because he's probably like, what do you really know about this game, right? Because mm-hmm. I know. Uh-huh. With the horse made his thing about following LeBron, right? Because he was writing all these nice articles and stuff about LeBron. His entire career, basically. Yeah. Right. So that's how he got. That's how he got made, right? So he's you now. So I like the fact that that uh, Ben's going after him. Like, do you really know your stuff, right? Or is it you know you got made because of LeBron because you're following LeBron, right? And mm-hmm. you're you know you're in LeBron's atmosphere and you know you're reaping some of the benefits from it. So. You know, he's calling up, you know, he's forcing these guys to, like, you know, stop being diplomatic and, you know, form the line and just, like, say what you really feel. So I like it. Yeah, no, I, I, find, I find it hilarious. Just to break this down, obviously, you know, um, like, for me personally, I've been sick the last couple of weeks. So I haven't been able to do a show, so there's, there's, a, there's a lot of quick topics that I want to get into. So, um, you know, this playoffs to me has been, I would say, good to really good so far. Um Obviously, there's there's a ton of topics to go over through right now. Who who's been your favorite player of the playoffs so far, or and or favorite and as, as well as your favorite team? And I'll start with you, Odell, because there's there's quite a few for me. But um, I want to hear your thoughts on it, though. You know what? I I, I like the way Boston is playing. 
mm-hmm. really do. I like the way Tatum's playing. Um, you can see that he's he's trying he's figuring it out. You see that you know he's he's learning to trust and make you know make the extra pass, not try to ISO so much. Yeah, he, there's still occasions there's still occasions that he's doing it, but you can see that he's he is learning and he is trying to figure it out. But I like the way Boston's playing. I really do. I like I like the way Tatum's playing. I like the way you know and and, that, and you know and I think as a coach, you can tell Eme just trying to like do just share the ball. Because he's from he's from the Popovich coaching tree, right? And he's trying to have them do what the Spurs is doing right now, right? Which is, you know, keep the ball moving, point five summertime, and play defense, play good defense, but you know, keep the ball moving in offense, not a lot of ISO, right? And and then you know there'll be times to do it, but you know, just ball moving and get the defense working, right? And so you see when they buy into that. It's successful, and it's at every level. You know, when you move the ball, and, you know, and you get good shots, right? It's it's and you play defense, it's successful. So, I like Tatum the way he's playing, and I like Boston. Okay, and, and who's your favorite player so far in the playoffs? I just said Tatum. You didn't hear me, Tatum. Oh, you dude. said Tatum. I'm sorry, because I, I thought you said your favorite team. My, my bad. Shit. <laughs> Tatum, and in something. Lord, you, you want a hug before before I go over to Randall? You want to? <laughs> <laughs> what about you? Nah, I got two, but really, so so right now, um, I really like what Jimmy Butler has been doing. Yeah. Um, I think he's he's you know, Jimmy's calling cards always been scoring, but I think you know on this team he's helped catapult um the heat to another level of, like, like a championship level right now i think that you know they have a you know i like i like what o'neill said i think boston is going to be a great series i think you know barring injuries you know i think miami has that kind of deeper roster to go further but if you know all it takes is one injury for 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 boston to win right mm-hmm. um but i think jimmy's ultimately like you know every team has that one guy that just gets you buckets in the playing t- in the playoffs that's what you need a bucket getter and he's been an ultimate one um but the 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 guy that's impressed me the most and been the most enjoyable to watch and just it's just all season but to see him at you know, at, 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 in the light that we got to see him in was um, Morant. Um, mm. To me, like, you know, again, barring injuries, but he's just blossoming into, you know, we always thought he was a star, but I, I, he's becoming a certified superstar. And, um, you know, I think this this team is one or two pieces away from being, being you know, perennial contenders, right? Um, I don't think it was a flash in the pan that they made it that far, and, Shit, and I think I, they got. I, I don't even know if they're one or two pieces away. I think I think they're here. Yeah, I mean, I, I I still think they need they need we even though they sustained without Morant, I think they need a, a a real number two, and maybe one of them develops into one. Um, but you you saw at times, even though he was going off and and, and carrying, there were times that they needed. Um, they need someone else to take some of that burden off his shoulders. Every team has more than, you know, has that certified number two. And I'm not sure they have that yet. That's one. And two is, you know, I didn't, I don't, I think they can upgrade on Steven Adams. Yeah. Yeah. Excuse me. At this stage, I mean, we're, we're big men are at this point now. I don't think you really necessarily have to, 
I mean, he's not going to play a lot of minutes, especially you know if they meet on teams that's going to be playing small ball. Like we're we're all watch we're all doing this pod while we're watching the, the first game of the Warriors and the Mavericks, and this is like mm-hmm. this is like small ball mania right now, right? So in a series mm-hmm. like this, you know, Stephen Adams ain't going to play, right? He's going to be used for those bigger centers and those bigger boys that are scoring, but. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's funny, like, no, it's, it's great selections. <clears throat> Excuse me. I, I, I kind of feel like Memphis, the only thing that's going to mess up Memphis right now, and I have a question on Memphis a, a little later, but I feel like, I don't know, like, I feel like they kind of have their stuff there already. Like, it, it's just it's just experience is what's going to take them through. Like, it, it, it kind of sucked, and, you know, Jaws, Jaws a good selection because it sucked that he got hurt because – that that series between them and Golden State was I, I'm not lying to you guys I've been waiting to watch that series for like the last three months, like I've been talking about Memphis basically all year and I'm like man if when they meet Golden State in the playoffs it's gonna be insane, so to so to have it like get short circuited by his injury like it it, it to me it kind of took the life out of the series for me, you know what I mean once he got yeah. hurt because you know essentially Golden State was gonna win that but to me like if he was there it was more of a toss up you know. Um, yeah, but my my favorite player so far, you mentioned him earlier, was Jim is Jimmy Butler, because before the playoffs, like I kept saying, you know, I don't really believe in the heat because I don't think Jimmy can keep up scoring wise with like the superstars, because there's going to be a point in time where you're going to have to match up with Embiid's 30 something points. You have to match up with Giannis's humongous numbers, even with Tatum as well and Jalen Brown. And I'm not sure if Jimmy can do that for over the course of a whole series, but like he substantially raises numbers in the playoffs. Like right now he's averaging 29, almost 30, 30 a game in the playoffs so far with seven, almost eight rebounds, five assists. His shooting splits are, are, are really good. The way he's raised his numbers, is, it kind of reminds me of, of like Reggie Miller, how Reggie Miller's regular season numbers are always, they're always good. It wasn't great, but in the playoffs, you know, any superstar that could jump at least four or five points, it's, it's usually like that's usually the, the ranking for a superstar. You know what I mean? Like if you could jump like three, four, five points every, you know, consistently every playoffs from your regular season numbers, no, no matter where your regular season number are, that's that to me is, you know, that's that's aligns yourself with a superstar. And, I, and I, I never thought Jimmy would would be that. There's two more rounds to go. So let's see what happens here. But so far, he's been shutting me up because he's had multiple 40 point games multiple 30 like high 30 point games like he's he's been amazing the, my favorite team is I'll, I'll um they've been my dark horse as well for the last couple of months which is the celtics like i've i was amazed at how they made kd look old uh, not old but like a little aged you know what i mean like kd was before the playoffs you rarely ever ever saw somebody block kd shot and every yeah. game tatum at least got a shot at least once, if not multiple times. Like, it was just crazy to see that. And then also how they slugged it out with Boston. I mean, that Middleton injury changed everything. But but at the same time, like, the way they had to withstand Giannis's body blows and still made it out, I thought was uh, I thought was amazing for them as well. Like, they've been, they've been really good the last – well, actually, I think they've had the best record in the NBA the last – you know, since January 31st. So yeah, but why why do you call it a why do you call them a dark horse? They're not well, no, they're well, not no dark horse. Well, like they, they, I, they they've been perennial content, like at least contenders in the East. Like not, in the last what right. five years, they've 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 they probably have one of the best playoff runs. Okay, like, they've been but in the conference I, but finals. Say, like, but what I'm saying is though, for me personally, for how they started off the season, basically from Jan, I've been saying like, and I think we I I swear I think I did the podcast with you with, with, with Odell when we were talking about dark horse, and I think. Me and you both had Dallas and Boston, I believe. Um, but I, I was saying Boston. Yeah, 
Yeah, right? Because I, I was saying for, at that uh, point, I'm like, yo, Boston to me was like, that's the team that's like, they're starting to get it together. And I'm like, I think they're going to do damage in the playoffs. Uh, I don't say, you know, they, they ain't no dark horse guys. Come on, man. They, 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 they were going to make the playoffs. It just depended on where they were going to fall. And once they made the playoffs, we all know that they had the intangible pieces to go far in the playoffs. Look at the East and how, how, how it's laid out. The, of course, Boston was going to hit in the top four. Like, oh, okay, but dark dark horse meeting like they this is a team that you don't it's it's not a hundred percent sure they can make the finals. Like to me, that's mm. a dark horse. I don't I don't think going into like okay, so you're telling me right now by at the, by in January when the year started, like twenty twenty two started, you thought they were going to make the finals. Yeah, but at the begin it's the beginning of the year. See, like I I no. I, I, I had to, I think I had them in the top. If we went back and looked at what I had put them at, I every year I have Boston in the top top four in the east they were they're, they're, they're top four or five even though he started off bad yeah but that's what i'm saying they were struggling with a new head coach people were right. people were like he was cussing them out he still cusses them out yeah he coaches like people he don't coaches them hard he's pop, yeah he's popovich he's popovich he's coaching them the way popovich coaches his he has popovich demeanor right he's popovich is his, his idol so he's coaching them that's how popovich coaches his players O'Neal, he giving you the Africa. You know, he giving you the African power. You know what I mean? He coming at you with giving you that backhand. You know what I mean? Come there on, you go. man. You, you, he got to give you that. You know what I mean? But that's what I'm saying. I, I'm agreeing with you. I'm just saying they were struggling, right? Because they had yeah. to adjust to... He was holding people accountable. For sure. He was cussing people out. And they were struggling, right? And but yeah. and that's why people were like, what's going on with the Boston Celtics? I listen to Bill Simmons. I'm a Bill Simmons, big Bill Simmons fan. I listen to him. And he's a big Celtics fan. Mm-hmm. And he would talk about, as a Celtics fan, they were worried. They're like, oh, are we going to fire this guy? Is this team going to fall apart? Mm-hmm. Just because the way they started off. Right, right, right. And people, and I think that's where the dark is coming. Because, yeah, I think going in, you look at teams that did well last year, you know, what they have coming, coming back and adding pieces or whatever. You're like, sure. But then as the season goes along, that people are like, okay, well, you know, look where Boston was, and you know they they start making they start mm-hmm. re you know changing their predictions and stuff like that. So yeah. I think that's what what Calvin's talking about. But at the same time, plus yeah, I think plus on top of that, in. plus on top of that, O'Neal, like last year they were the seventh seed, so it wasn't like yeah. they were just knocking people out left and right, and then they they struggled this year. You know what I mean? Like they right. were struggling even yeah. last year as, as two. You know what I mean? So this yeah. And, and don't get me wrong. Don't, don't get me wrong. Tatum and Brown are like they're they're young enough that like you don't worry about the yeah. future too tough. But again, how many shows? How many? How many like pods? How many different things that you hear about? You know they should split up Brown and Tatum. Like how much times did you hear that? I was the one that was like, yeah. "There's no way I'm breaking that up. I don't care if right. they're struggling, right?" So this this uh-huh. is what this is where the dark horse. The dark horse perspective comes from for me, you know what I mean. So speaking for myself, you know what I mean. To to circle back, like they've been, they've been playing really well, man. Like it's it, it's I, like I I still think they're gonna make the finals, you know what I mean. Like at this stage, but it's 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 amazing how like how they just stepped up in the playoffs. Like I, I'm I'm really impressed by that. Even though you know again their defense was one of the top, I think they were top five basically actually the whole year. But you know like they 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 were basically the, the top defensive team in the in the NBA. Uh, I think as of January 31st. So it's 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 a testament to their work, man. Like that's why I thought Yudoka was the coach of the year to me. I'm not I'm not I'm not mad that Monty got it, but like the job that he did 
it's you know hats off to it, man. He's been amazing. Um, what? I love. Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. Before you. I love what they did bringing uh, Al Horford back. Like oh, I think man. that was you know, offloading. You know, even though you know Kemba's my guy, offloading Kemba was the, was probably the best thing they did. Um, and, and bringing um, Al back was just fundamental to like their success, especially during these playoff runs. So, Vet, veteran glue guy, and you need them. Like, yeah, I, I always thought like when he when he left Boston, I thought it was a mistake. I understood why he left Terrible. because he got he yeah. got way more money, but. And Boston didn't want to pay it. Now they're paying it, which is the funny thing. But, you know, sometimes, you know, certain guys, when they put on the uniform, it's like they come back to being like the player who they needed to be. And, and Mm -hmm. you know, you put him on a Dallas, but a Boston uniform, it's like he went right back to being who he was before he left. It's impressive, especially how he went toe-to-toe with Giannis in certain points, not the whole series, but certain points. Like, I, I thought it was impressive. Who has been your most disappointing team and player in the playoffs so far, Randall? I think we all know what's Harden. <laughs> well, well, Harden for sure in, in the Nets. I mean, need to say more. Like, um, you know, I, I, what a catastrophe! Like, what, what, all that drama throughout the season with them. You had the Kyrie episode. You had Ben Simmons coming over and trading Harden. You know, issues with 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 uh, Nash. Just. You know, with with everything they've tried to do, and, and, and you all talk about super teams and buying a championship and all that, they tried so hard to do all types of moves, and it just backfired. Just disappointing. Cause I, I mean, we, I, I had them going far. I, I don't know if I ever thought they were going to win a championship, but I thought they'd at least make it to the, you know, um, conference final at least. to this the yeah, conference final. No, I mean, not even conference. Yeah, conference finals. Yeah. I thought they would get at least to this point, but I'll be honest, Randall. This this is why I hated that Harden trade last year. Yeah, I hated mm-hmm. it because I thought, especially before KD and Kyrie got there, I thought mm-hmm. like the the team that I one of my favorite teams to watch. Not like I was, you know, in terms of the development, what they were building, how they're building the culture for the last you know two years before they got those two guys was Brooklyn because I love yeah. just what they were building. They they started everything from scratch. They drafted the right guys. You know, they, yeah. they made the right trades. They got the right coaching. Everything was, mm-hmm. you know, and then they attracted two superstars to come there. So I'm like, not okay, you got these two guys now. It's perfect because you got Levert. You got Dinwiddie. You got Jared Allen. You got all these guys yeah. that are there surrounding you. I'm like, this is mm-hmm. perfect. So when they went and did the Harden trade, I was pissed off. I was like, they don't need, they don't need to do this. You know what nope. I mean? Like they don't need to do any of this, and and it, now it's kind of like, you know, because of injuries and you know God knows everything else that happened in the season, it, it backfired on them. But I this I hated that trade because I thought it it's like you basically tore out the culture you were building the last few years to try to do the superstar stuff, and now you got Ben Simmons, and you know it's again you don't depend on the scoring, but at the same time, like yo, there's a lot of question marks now, especially you know. Mentally, in terms of who he's going to be now, you know what I mean. And, and Kyrie's contract, he has a, he has a player option after. I think he's he's, he, he's most likely going to pick up his option this year. But you know, you got to look to re-sign him, or what do you do with him? Do you sign him back? You know what I mean. Like it's it's a lot of a lot of turmoil, and you got so much money invested in like a Ben Simmons. He's, he's owed one hundred and twelve million dollars over the next three years, and he hasn't really done any. He hasn't done anything in, in more than twelve months. <clears throat> Excuse me, but so I, I don't I don't know. But who's who's your most disappointing uh, 
team and well, I should say team because I think we all have Harden. But who's who's your most disappointing team, uh, uh, Monio? Brooklyn. Brooklyn as well. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh yeah. Okay. Yep. Um, <laughs> I, I'm I'm I, I I would like to make it unanimous. I gotta say Phoenix, man. I hated how nah. they, I hate oh. no I hated how they ended that series. You know, and honestly, I understood that they struggled to beat the Pelicans because of obviously the injury with, with Booker. So I'm not even counting that. That mm-hmm. series they should have won against Dallas. They should have won that in five. I like mm-hmm. you know, but I, I thought they were they were acting like they were too above Dallas after game five. And and the Mavericks, you know, they turned that switch on and they just they just short circuited Phoenix after that. Like it wasn't even a game those last two games. I think they failed Monty Williams. Like you know, I, I think it deserved better than that. I refuse to blame. I can't. You know, sometimes they say it's coaching. I refuse to blame Monty for that. That was a, that was a total flame out for those last two games. And for a team that was mm-hmm. realistically the, the you know the regular season, they're the best team in the league. They looked like they had a chip on their shoulder all year, waiting to get back to the finals. They kind of reminded me of like the Spurs in 2014 after they lost to the Heat the year before. And they were just coming for everybody's throat. Like, that's what they're kind of reminding me of. So those last two games, I'm like, what the hell happened? I thought that was utterly disgusting. And, and honestly, Brooklyn's a good pick. But I, to me, I'm like, I just, I hated. There's there's no excuse for that flame out, man. No, no. I, I think there's I'm, more than me. I'm sure, I'm sure, I'm sure there is something that, when you see something like that happens, things yeah. were happening. Like, you don't, you don't do what Phoenix did. Throughout the whole entire season through the playoffs and then outside these last two games. Mm-hmm. That happens, yeah. right? Something something's going on. Yeah. Um, now Monty Williams is that you know, this guy's like, you know, this very calm. He's like Tony he's a Tony Dungy. Of 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 NBA, right? And for him and for Aiden to to get to confront um, you know, Monty like that stuff is going on, and CP just they just as a group looked bad and lackluster. So something's going on, but I don't know. For me, I think it's just because it was the last game. I see why you picked the Calvin, but you you can't. The last two, the Brooklyn last two getting, games, the last two games. But go on. Yeah, the last two games. But Brooklyn getting swept. I know. Like forget winning, but they got swept. they got swept. Bro, they got swept. Now, like they didn't win a game. They got swept. So, and, but I, that, that, in, in, that at least to their credit, <clears throat> excuse me. At least to their credit, I think the the total score between Brooklyn and, and Boston was sixteen points total, right? So I, I mean, don't those, care. <coughs> excuse me. Those games are pretty close, except if other than game two, those games are pretty close all the all the way through. But Brooklyn, you know, I, sorry, Boston basically had a, a a hand on their throat anytime they wanted. They get, you're right in that aspect. It was it was crazy to watch them get swept. But I, but like I said, the the hard thing is funny. Like we don't even have to discuss it. It's all, all we're all we're all we're all for one, one for all for that one. That's hilarious. But you know, I guess for me, like I find my, what I do is I just watch people how they move. Right? Mm-hmm. Actions like you just if you really watch people and their behavior, you can get an idea of who they are. Yeah. You know what I mean, and with James Harden, he established from day one. What I really saw was what they lost in the 2012 uh, NBA Finals to... Uh, oh, when it was on OKC? Miami. Yeah, to the Miami Heat. And, you know, and then you kind of watch him and see what he's about. And 
you know, he, I mean, he was that guy that was just more about, I don't know if it was J.J. Reddick, actually, but, I said this, but there's guys in the NBA who you know are there just for the lifestyle, the money and the lifestyle, mm-hmm. right? They're not there for winning chips. Lord, Lord right? knows you've seen those those players come through this city. Exactly. So, <laughs> exactly. We had Wits Carter. I mean, we had Wits Carter. I mean, and Harden. He said Wits Carter. <laughs> Harden is no different. He's you know, he's a he's an entertainer. He's getting paid. The money he's getting paid is for regular season to entertain. And then when it comes to playoff time, he's a no show, and he's not gonna you're not gonna get anything from him. So. You know, that's what's disappointing to him. And if people want to max this guy out and give him all this money, so he can go, he doesn't care. He's making his money. He's good. He's hitting up strip clubs, partying, and enjoying the lifestyle. So, you know, um, it's very disappointing. You can see it. He's not built. He's not built as a winner. He's not, he's not, he's not built like Giannis. He's not built like uh, Embiid or Luka or, you know, Booker. He's not built like some of these guys who want to win. Even even CP3, he's not built like that. Uh-uh. Right? His mentality is not that. His mentality is like, I'm gifted at this. I'm really good at scoring. You know, I, I can entertain. I, I figure this. You know, a lot of was good at scoring. <laughs> was. Was, right. And a lot of people, you know, if you entertain me on the regular season, if you come, if you figure this out, like, on the regular season, I'm going to entertain. That's when they get paid, right? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And but the guys who understand about their legacy and being the greatest and ever, you know, you know, want to win. So that's not Harden, right? That's not Harden. You know what? I know you're throwing it back to to OKC days, or at least his last season, or at least that that finals anyway. But I don't know if I'd go that far. But I guess I'll I'll re- respond back to you with a question. Do you think him being in Houston? I know he achieved all these records, all the accolades, made a ton of money. But do you feel like that Houston Rockets situation spoiled him? Because I feel like it kind of did. Of course. Daryl Morey was like, you can do whatever you want. And he's there. Like literally. You know, like literally, whatever yeah, you want. He did whatever he want. So, yeah, he got spoiled. And that's where he's at right now. You know, he's 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 like, you need to cater to me. I want things my way. Right? This guy's going to get to Philly. Now he's going to get rid of Doc Rivers. Right? And bring in his guy. Um, you know. Uh, what's his name again? D'Antoni. Yeah, so which would right. be a, which would be Murray's disaster. That would be a disaster. But right, and so what, now what's going to happen with Joel Embiid? So now you've created. Now there's going to be this thing with Joel Embiid now, right? So Daryl Morey doesn't like big centers who clog up the key. Uh-huh. I mean, D'Antoni. That's not Morey. D'Antoni don't like big centers who clog up the key. No, he wants right? them to run the floor and kind of that. Yeah, shoot, they're yeah, running guns now. Yeah, who knows? Maybe, maybe, maybe Embiid might like D'Antoni. Let him shoot the three a lot. But but at the yeah, same time, his game. yeah. At, at the same time, you're hearing Dan Tony's the lead runner for the Hornets job, so he may not even be in play anyway. So, right. which which I hope honestly because of that, I hope he gets the job. I love Embiid. I don't I don't want Embiid to change right now. So I hope he gets that job. I hope he works with Jordan. You know, yeah. but but I, do you think do you, do you think Doc Doc can take this team to the next level? Oh hell no! <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, 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 not, I'm not arguing. Mbutu. For, I'm not. I'm. I'm not. I'm, 
<laughs> You're wrong for that. You're wrong for that. You know, it, it's it's funny though because I'm like, yeah, you know, I'm I'm like Dave Chappelle on on the Chappelle show where he supports the black actors on the on the Wayne Brady episode. I, I'm I'm the same way when it comes to black coaches. I, I support my black coaches, but I, I you know, I, I, I gotta stay on the fence with, with the with, with, with Rivers, man. I, I gotta do it. I gotta do it, man, because every year you know what it's gonna be, man. Like it's it's unfortunate. And I mean, and it's sad because game five, you know, when when he's sitting there, you know, during the timeout, basically begging his players just to play with effort. You're just like, man, how many years, Doc? I, like, I hope this is Doc's last coaching job. Like after this, <laughs> like just you, you know, you you got your ring, you've made your money, you've you've made the top seventy five list. Just shut it down. Like after this, after this experience, just shut it down. Go spend time with the Who family. Made top seventy five. He made top seventy. Uh, not top seventy five. Sorry, top fifteen coaches. I meant. Top fifteen Doc coaches. Rivers? Yes. Why? Uh, you're, ask, you're asking me like I made the list. I don't know. He's on the, <laughs> he's on the top fifteen coaches list of all time. I que- I, que- I questioned it too. Trust me, I questioned he it lucked, too. He, he lucked out with Dallas. He lucked out. I mean, with Boston. With Boston. With Ray Allen, Paul Pierce, and Kevin Garnett. He was just a perfect storm with those guys, and he never won again with these. He had. He only had one chip with these guys. I know. Yeah, and, and if he was that great. He would have had more. And I said this, you know, a few podcasts back. Like, yo, they won that championship, but they played the ma- almost the maximum amount of games you can play. Exactly. In, in the playoffs, yeah. they played, played twenty six <laughs> games that year in the playoffs. They played yeah. twenty six playoff games. They every series went at every series they played went at least six. The first two rounds went seven. Calvin. Anything is possible. The first, three, <laughs> the first three rounds were seven. Yeah, first three rounds were seven. Remember, yeah, they, they stood Atlanta, by. They, remember, they, Atlanta, they, finished, Atlanta finished um, eight, and Atlanta took them seven games, and people were like, what's going on? And I, I remember that specifically. Every round went seven until they got the Lakers. And then, and then it went six. Know, they shot six. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was nuts. But here's the thing I, I just want to add about Harden, though. Like, yo, I, I think – just to add to to our point, so like I think he's he's beginning to change the way he's going to be remembered because the, the last two seasons, the way he's treated his off season, basically quitting on two teams in two years while he's still in his prime, he's flicked that on and off switch so much that I think he he shorted the fuse. You know what I mean? And yeah. and and with that said, it's funny to say, I, <laughs> and maybe it's because of the the immense amount of pressure. I think he may have a bounce back year because between everybody shitting on him, the Philly media and the fans, plus he's up for a super max. It's a lot of motivation to bounce back. But I, I think it's crazy that we're even having <clears throat> that we're even having this conversation that he has to kind of save his name or even be in that position. To me, it's nuts. I think it's what crazy. about what about what about Westbrook? He, he was in the same position. <laughs> <laughs> it's that curse of OKC, man. <laughs> Maybe so, maybe so. At this point, I I, I don't know, and, and and you know what? I guess this will lead to my next question. Do you think? Do you think him and Joel can coexist long term? No, no, no. I no. think a lot of us, a lot of us thought like after that trade, it was like, what could Philly do with Ben Simmons? Right? What what, what are you going to get in return? And they wanted a certain caliber of player. He's in that. Like he is in that conversation of caliber of player, but he's not the right fit. But they they had to pull the trigger. They had to get Simmons out of there. So it's, I mean, it's not the worst pairing. It's just not the best, in my opinion. I would I would trade for like Bradley Beal. 
or Zach Levine or somebody like that. Like James Harden, yeah. guys that actually want to win. Like James Harden doesn't want to, or will care about winning. James Harden doesn't want to. He doesn't care about winning, bro. At this time point in his career, again, James Harden just want to make money, party. You know, he's just gonna he's not take really take care of his body. He's gonna, that's why he's breaking down, right? So he doesn't care about winning. So you could. So I was gonna say, so so you're saying he doesn't want the Larry OB? He wants to hang with little baby. That's it. That's all he cares <laughs> yeah, about. You guys Strippers. don't think that Embiid? You don't think that Embiid like hit the way that he's kind of his demeanor is now, and he's maturing into like you know this kind of leader on the team. You don't think that he's gonna kind of call him out and be like, "Look, like we need more." I think he kind of did in the last press conference. Exactly. He did. Right, he but I know, did. but I'm saying. But I'm saying, like, you don't think that's going to have an effect on them? Nope. Okay. Well, I, I, you know what? Again, I think they, I think game wise, I think they definitely can coexist. I just think it, mindset. It depends on where Harden is going to be, and it, it's it's a good it's a good question exactly. you're asking. It's a it's a good question you're asking, Randall, because I think at this stage he understands again. Embiid is Philly. He's the number two option, and and again, you're not expecting him. You don't need it. You don't even need him to average like thirty or anything like that. Like he's back in Houston, but. At this stage in his career, to what O'Neal was saying, like, like at this stage, you know, what is he? Thirty-two years old. This is the this is the time of your career right now where you want to extend it. Where this is where you start taking care of your body. This is where you start, you know, trying to sleep your eight hours, get your naps before your games. Like, like it's, it's funny because there was a there was um, you know, about 10, 15 years ago, you had Allen Iverson basically do the same thing in Philly, right? Well, not so much in Philly, but. By the time he came back to Philly, like I thought Iverson when he retired, I thought Iverson could have played easily another five years, just coming off the bench and taking care of his body. You know what uh -huh. I mean? But but the yeah, whole but and, and you and you and and, and and Randall, I know you you know the Philly stories. You know the Philly stories, yeah. AI, right? Like yeah. like AI basically never took care of himself, and it it kind of exactly. like, you know he was a freak, but it caught up with him, right? And yeah, it, exactly. and it caught up with him hard, right? Yeah, and, and that's and that's where. Harden is kind of going right now. You know what I mean? And, and I'm not saying he has to go vegan and all that stuff, but like less club life, you know, less hanging with little baby, more sleep. Like you, I, like he's 32 years old. He's got a lot. I don't care how much wear and tear he has on his body. He shouldn't be losing a step and a half within a, within like less than two years. Like to me, that that's crazy. You know what yeah. I mean? But like they, and the thing is, it's, it's crazy. Cause I'm like, I feel like they kind of have to keep him because they, they gave up so much to acquire him. But yeah, like if he does leave at this point, he's gonna be like the elite journeyman, like Westbrook is right now. Yeah, you know. I, I mean? think they need. I think one of the key things is also trading. What's his name? Um, it wasn't. I don't think he fits well on the team. Oh, my mind just blanked. The small fours. For for who? Sorry, the small for four? Philly. Oh, Harris. Harris. Uh, I think Tobias Harris. I think they need to. I think I don't think he. I don't think he fits what they need to do mm. um you know i think they need to you know and i like the pieces they have coming up like i like maxi um bible i think those are good pieces you know but i think they need something else what it is i don't know more they, shooting they, you know no i was gonna say they, they gotta teach Embiid how to land properly because how we took out danny green like <laughs> danny green's career might be done at this point <laughs> like it's all good well, i think i missed that you you miss when he fell on Danny Green? <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, I just heard that Danny Green has a torn ACL. He tore. He basically tore everything in his knee. But but basically, Embiid did one of his layouts when he went flying all over the place and landed like he flopped flopped and basically destroyed (laughs) Danny. Just look. Just go on YouTube and look it up. He basically destroyed Danny Green's knee. Yeah. Oh wow. And, and, Danny Green, and, and, Danny Green was basically done anyway. Right, but but his contract next year is non guaranteed, so you, oh, you, you yeah, Embiid owes him. Embiid owes him, man. Yeah. Ooh. Basically. Yeah. 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 That hurts. Basically. I I didn't know that part. That, that's a that's a yeah. Ooh. Yeah, it's it's, it's it's tough. It's tough. Um, going back to Aiton for a second though, you guys think he's going to be in a Suns uniform by the start of training camp next year? No. You think he's well, out? Uh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Money, make a move for him. money talks, bullshit walks. If they offer him a max, he's staying. They're not, though. They would have They would have offered him already. They're not going to yeah, give it to him. You know what I mean? Well, if they don't want to give it to him, someone else is going to give him more money. But yeah, but... Well, that's what I'm saying. I, I, I never... I, yeah. Sorry, O'Neal, well, who did you say should, should offer him money? Raptors. Okay, okay. So we're on the same page. We, oh yeah, we're on the same page. Him. He's a young kid. From all intentions, he's you know he's a good kid. He's trying to get better every year. Obviously, you know he's probably frustrated with you know um, with the blow up. But you know if, if you watch it, he's getting better every year. He wants to be good. He'd be perfect. You know, he'd be perfect for the Raptors. So what do you give up uh, for him, O'Neal? Well, what would I give agent. up? Spin cycle, Siakam. Um, Achua, and I'd give up. Like, I'd give up OG and think, Achua. I don't think you need to. Get, I, th- I don't think you, you need crazy? to give up that much. I would give up. You give just, up. You give up OG for Achua. That loose ball that doesn't know how to take. This guy's no feel for the game. Every time the ball touches his hand, he jacks it up, and that's what you want to give up. You want to keep him and give Ooh. up OG who plays defense. No, oh, no. Yeah, I would say I would say that Siakam. I think I think his contract would match. You, that that would be the only give up you would need to to give. I, I yes. think you don't well, need to give up more than that. Well, I think want money wise, in, excuse me. I think money wise. I think yeah. I think I think you're right. I think in that sense it, it would work. But but uh, OG's got the team friendly contract though, right? He's only making what is he making eighteen? I'm saying it like like I'm making nineteen, but he's he's making eighteen bill. You, you, if you can move a couple of pieces for it, because I don't do they do. I don't know if they still do sign and trades as, as the way they used to in the league. I think they do, but it's kind of like a modified version of it. But I, I mean, I don't know what the Raptors. I don't think they're 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 not under the cap to to. Um, they definitely would have to make a move or two because they're not under the cap to uh, to just sign them outright. But uh, but well, I think um, you, do, you, do you sound do, do you sign uh, uh, as I said Van Vliet right? Would you give him an extension? I mean, he already signed. He's 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 good money for the next like three years at least. Is it? No, I thought. No, he's he's not. He's not a he's not a coming free agent. Oh, not not free agent. I thought he had his his max extension coming up. No, it's not not because remember he, he signed when did did he sign before they went to Tampa or, or was it this year? Oh no, it was before no. they went to Tampa. It was before, before. they went to the, yeah. So the when, the year they went to Tampa. So he's I think he signed like a four year deal. So he's got at least two more years left on that. Like, it's, it's I, I don't know. Like, I think right now, I feel like with Aiton, like, I've been watching, for some reason, I was watching Phoenix a lot in those years when they were they were trash. And uh-huh. to, his, to his credit, like, he's kept quiet pretty much all year about his contract. I don't think his talent has been truly valued. And I'm not saying he's like a this superstar in winning, but he's not Rudy Gobert either, offensively. 
You know what I mean? Like I agree. You know what I'm no. saying? Like, oh, uh-huh. like, like O'Neal. To me, I thought they basically, until Chris Paul got there, I thought he was wasting away in Phoenix. They never, yep. like, remember, remember, they never had a point guard. Remember that was a running joke for years. They never had a point guard. They were trying to make yep. Booker a point guard, and Booker's Booker's trying to be on his Kobe, and he was trying to get his numbers. So, like, I I used to watch games with, with Phoenix where Aiton wouldn't touch the ball for like a whole quarter. You know, and it didn't matter if he was doing 20 and 10. There would be, like, the fourth quarter. It's like he wouldn't even touch the ball. And I'm like, like, what is going on with these guys? He's your number one pick. Like, why is this guy not getting the ball? Mm. You know, until Chris Paul got there. Like, and, and even when Chris Paul is there, like, he's kind of almost like a – not a 3 and D, but he's – you know, like, they, they kind of treat him like that, like, like almost like a, 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 a better version of, like, a, a Clint Capella on that, on that roster. I think his talent is – he's got more talent than that. But in terms of the Raptors, like, yeah, it, it would be great if he can come here. Like, he's, I mean, he fits right into the culture. He's 24 years old. He fits right into the age culture side of it. But I think Phoenix would be insane to let him walk, though, because I think it decimates their team. You can't replace somebody at that heightened age, you know, his heightened talent at that age. Like, I, like I, to me, unless somebody signs him with a crazy contract, I think they have to kind of sign him back. Um, with Memphis losing in the playoffs, they, they've essentially opened up their championship window. Do you guys think they they they're gonna get a ring within the next two years? No, no. You don't think so? No, no. Why though? Um, why why do you think that's like an impossibility? I still think there's there's teams out there that are more established, more seasoned. Just exactly. I I think that again, I I I hear what you're saying. See that they're getting better, and you know, next year you you think they're right there. I, I still think they're 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 still that step behind right um i think that they'll, they'll compete they might even make a finals in the next two years but i don't know if i see them winning it i wouldn't put my money on it put it that way yeah um Joe's not gonna last uh, <laughs> just because you know you've seen players like him before and what pe- and i mentioned this to you calvin before like watch every year Joe. Now, obviously, he had the bowl music in the playoffs, but even if that never happened, I guarantee you during the offseason, you would have heard that Ja had minor surgery, minor Man. surgery on his knee. Every year is minor surgery on his knee. The wear and tear on his knee, the way he's explosive, he's not going to last. And guys like Bain and Dylan Brooks, those guys are great, but you know, you're not winning. You need another guy. And. Mm. No. You you don't think yeah, Bain, no. you don't think Bain could be that that like Bealish type no. of score, even though he's got Kevin Willis's arms. <laughs> exactly. <No. laughs> you, you you think his arms are too short to box with the gods? Too much. Oh man. I think they'll be competitive. You know they're young. They play hard, and when you play hard, you always give yourself a chance. They're like the Raptors of the West. Oh, I don't. I don't they are. They're gonna not. They're gonna be that team that competes that you just hate to play against. They're gonna. They're gonna. You know. They they, they play hard defensively. You know. There are some guys that will chip in as a team, but when it comes down to it, they're not gonna win. I don't know, bro. Cause I don't know, man. Like I, I think they. I think there's a chance. They. I'm not saying they're going to, but I think there's a chance that. Well, everybody could, else gets hurt. <laughs> no, I mean, you, you, man, you're really talking about them like they like Pascal's their leading guy. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
I, no, I, I think like, they, I think like they could, I think they could win in the next two years, but because because right now they're acquiring those playoff scars and they're requiring and, and they're requiring them early. But to your point, like it depends on Jaw's health. That's why I was chuckling earlier because I totally agree with you when it comes to that aspect. He's got to start tweaking his game from those like the the high flying exploits because you know we've all watched basketball and been part of basketball long enough. Those mm-hmm. those wild vertical leaps from your small type of guards. I think after like year, he's in year three now, right? At this, this is the time now where you got to start treating those wild dunks like a, like a, basically like a summer ride. You got like, you know, when you break out the convertible on the weekends in the summer, like every once in a while, you you go kamikaze. You know what I mean? Maybe like every tenth game, you go kamikaze down the lane. Because Iverson was like, and we've seen it. Like we've seen Steve Francis do that. Baron Davis, you know, Kevin Johnson, AI, Westbrook. You know, Westbrook probably lasted the longest in terms of being kamikaze and crazy, and now he's breaking down himself. He's had like four or five knee surgeries himself. But we've seen these type of guards, whether they're uh, you know shorter, thicker, like a Baron Davis, smaller on the AI side, their bodies eventually start breaking down. You know what I mean? So I I agree with you on that aspect. I think it's based on his health. And yeah, he had the bone bruise in his playoffs. But remember too, O'Neal, he missed about twenty, uh, fifteen, at least fifteen games or so. With that same injury, actually twenty five games, because they went. I yeah. think Memphis went twenty and five while he was gone, right? And that a large part of it was because of his uh, like most of the most of those games was because of his knee, his right knee. So we've we've seen this trend before, is what I'm saying. So I, I think they can do it, but yeah. I think it's like he's got to start changing that from now. And he, and he and he has a game to do it, but he's got to start kind of changing those like you know flying kamikaze through what, the paint. What game? What game does he have to do it? Is Jay is suspect? What game does he have to do it? What game does he have? He relies so much on his explosiveness. Mm-hmm. He's like an AI. He was like AI when he first came in the league. Who? Morant. In what way? AI wasn't the best shooter. I know. The difference between the difference between Ja and AI is AI. AI's philosophy was Kobe philosophy. Is why am I gonna pass you the ball if I can shoot it? So right. remember, AI was a volume shooter. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. He just put up a lot of shots. He wasn't, yeah, he wasn't a great shooter, but he just shot. He just, I don't care, I'm pulling. Mm-hmm. Right? Jaw's not, Jaw's, Jaw's not like that, right? Jaw is, you know, very selective. It is, you know, when he does shoot the three, you don't see him coming down. God, he's not taking fifty shots a game or forty shots a he game. He shares the ball. Shots a game. He does share the ball. Yeah, right, mm-hmm. but. You know, for him, what he needs to do is really fix his shot so he can have longevity. Yeah. Yeah, he's That's got what to, he needs he's, to do. But, but I, 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 think he, that, I think he could, though. I don't think it's totally broken. Touch. I don't think it's a Ben Simmons situation, though. No, no. not at all. Like, when I, when I look at his shot, you know, like, he, you know, there's no, there's no extension. Like, he doesn't shoot through his body. Right, mm-hmm. he doesn't lock. He doesn't lock his knees, and he doesn't lock his hips, and so it ends up being just all arms. And when you shoot with all arms, you're you're more speed. you're more inconsistent when you shoot with all arms. Like if you watch Stephen Clay shoot, just watch them shoot while you're watching the play right now. Yeah, you know there's triple extension through their ankles, uh, knees, and hips, right? And when you watch Josh shoot, his butt sticks out. His knees are <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I'm serious. No, no, it's more of a set shot. It's like a set shot, almost. Yeah, yeah. but this, yeah, because this, this is what I do, right? Like, I, I when you break, I break down shooting for guys, and up, 
Well, you watch, watch Josh shoot. He doesn't lock his knees. And he doesn't he lock his hips. And so he relies a lot on his arms. His feet are really close together. So, you know, yeah, if, it's, it's a, it's but, an if somebody's in his corner, if somebody's in his corner, I'm like, yo, let's get your J going. Let's fix your mechanics. Right? It's, it's, not, it's not a big overhaul. It's just minor things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm focusing on these things. And then, you know, it's going to prolong your career. Right? You know, you can, you can, you can pick, pick and choose. When you want to take over, just go to your gate, your J, because you're so fast and then you still have the athleticism. You don't have to rely on it all the time. Mm-hmm. But I, th- I think with his work ethic, I, th- I don't, I wouldn't be surprised. Like that's why, that's what I'm saying. I, I think he has that mindset in the game to like, you know, to fix those things, right? Like, you know, it's gonna, it's like that shot. <clears throat> you, I totally agree with what you're saying. I, I think he's gonna, but I do think he's, he will fix it. Like that's just me, I guess, being no, optimistic. No, no. No. You don't think he's going to fix LeBron? that? What? You're 19 like LeBron? Like, come on. Like, LeBron <laughs> had a great work. Like, it's, at the end of the day, it's, like, I've seen a lot of guys say that. It, it, the shot, Jason Kidd never fixed the shot. A lot of these guys, you would think that's what would happen, right? Because they're in the NBA, and it's just so simple. Like, just fix your shot. But you'd be surprised. Like, LeBron finally became more consistent with his J. That's why it's easy for him to score 30. Right. Because he went from making maybe one or two threes a game. If that, now he's making like three, four. So it's easy, for, you know, that's why it's easy for him to score 30 now. Right. Right? Yeah. And people are like, oh, if he wants to shoot, he said, no. It's like, if he wanted to shoot before, he would have, but he can't. And that's why he did it. Right? And so it's the same thing with John. Like, you would think that, but, you know, like, Pascal Siakam, for example, right? You watch him shoot. Everybody's raised about how Raptors development. I'm like, if you look at his right leg, he collapses his right leg. Like, Steph doesn't shoot like that. Clay doesn't shoot like that. You, you look at all the great shooters. Ray Allen never shot like that. None of them collapse. Like, if you watch how he pigeon toes and collapses yeah. his right leg. And he sticks his butt out, too. Yeah, like, and, you know, Raptors are talking about how they have great development. I'm like, you know, his mechanics is, just, is off. Yeah. That's why Sean is so inconsistent, and that's why he has no confidence in it, right? And all these guys are like, yeah, yeah, he'll work on it, and you would hope that's what, that's what would happen, but they don't, right? Because they think, oh, you know, just tweak your elbow above your eyes, or this. It's like your base is really important. I've heard, I've literally heard, I've gotten feed of some of these trainers, like uh, the guy that created that mat, uh, you know, to fool people. Uh, what's his name? <laughs> I, I, I. I can or I train or something. No, what's his name? What's his name, man? This white dude. Oh, I forgot his name. Yeah, I know. But you have some of these trainers like your legs, your legs, your legs don't matter. I'm like, are you what? Like yeah, these guys will go out there and put his on. It's not like it, it matters a whole it's your base. Maybe it doesn't matter. Right? And you see these guys, they don't pay attention to their base. And their shot is off. Their legs the body doesn't line up properly, which throws everything off. Right? So if John doesn't get with the right person to break down the shot and talk about, you know, things like, like that, like triple extension, locking your ankle, knees, and hips, his shot's going to be off because, you know, shooting's about touch as well. You know, shooting's about touch. Some of these guys, they aid. You know, they, they're hope and pray shooters. They shoot and hope and pray. But what is it about these... Cause I, I know you've mentioned this in different pods and stuff, but I'm like different episodes and stuff but like what is it about these guys that like again you got all this money you got 
access to the best trainers. Why do some of these guys, no matter how hard they work, they come back with the same shot then? I just want to hear your because, breakdown of it. It's because it's consistency. They're working on consistency. <laughs> and, and you, know, you know the thing, too, is if you know, you know. If you don't know, you don't know. Right? And, right. Um, sometimes people don't know. And it's just really that simple. As much as, you know, they want to call themselves experts and this and that. Kevin, how hard is it to say that all I have to do is go to the gym with... All I have to do is go to the gym with, say, RJ Barrett. Or let's say Shade Gilder. Or even Shaden Sharp. I coach with you, play. All I have to do is be in the gym with Shaden Sharp. And then I can pr- promote myself as an NBA trainer. Right. It's so true. That's all I can... That's, that's all I have to do. I just have to go to the gym with him one time. Reap out for him. Right? Just go to the the gym, reap out for him. And, oh, I can, I can start for well, I train Shader Shop. I'm an NBA trainer. Like, what do these guys really know? Right? What right. do they really know? What, are they, what information are they really giving these players to help them get better? To really fine-tune, really clean up their mechanics and help them out. Right? And so what happens yeah. is you have guys do drills. They just, let's go do this drill. You know, you, you know, they might do a form shooting here and there. They're like, well, oh, let's go to this drill. It's like, well, the analogy I use is if I give a kid, I'm a teacher. So if I give a kid 50 multiple choice questions, so let's say 100 multiple choice questions, right? Where it's like double, single digit multiplying by double digit. And I give them 100 questions and they get some of those wrong. What do I do? Do I keep going or do I fix it where these kids get perfect, Right. Right. So, what these guys do is, is if, if you give a hundred questions, they might get, let's say, ten or fifteen wrong. But they'll keep going, giving them the same multiplication questions instead of stopping and saying, "You got some wrong. You shouldn't be getting anything wrong. Let's try to get, let's fix this." Right. And what happens is, guys just keep doing drills. Okay, let's do a shooting drill. Right. And they're like, "Well, you, if you do it enough, you can get better." Well, no, you have to correct stuff. There has to be minor corrections somewhere in order for it to get better, because it goes back to the same. If you're doing the same thing and expecting different results, definition of insanity. So you have to tweak. At some point, you have to tweak something in your shot. You have to change something in your shot to make sure that it becomes more consistent, right? And it could go from a simple thing as your training routine. You know, you have to have a routine. If you have a routine, routine is consistent. You have the same routine over and over. That builds consistency, right? And it's the same routine, the same mindset, the same approach. So you're shooting, once you've had, you know, you clean up your mechanics and then you build from there. And that's how your shot becomes consistent. Hopefully you have the, the right mechanics, again, with the right mechanics. So a lot of these guys, they go to drills, right? Instead of breaking down their shot. Again, like a math equation, right? You know, if you're doing algebra, at some point along, you're getting the variables wrong. So you have to break it down, break down the equation and go back and see, where am I getting this wrong? And a lot of these guys don't do that. They just go to the gym and start doing drills. You know, can't they just they shoot a lot. Guys get frustrated and they don't. And you know, as a player, we all play this game. You know when you're confident in your shot. Mm-hmm. You know when you feel your shot's out and when your shot's off. Right? Absolutely. And, but that's what it comes down to. It's, it's not so much about the drills. It's about breaking, literally breaking on your shot and your mechanic. And I tell, when I train kids, and I know they can't do it, but I try to get them to understand that you have to master master something like Kyrie is a master of ball handling right mm-hmm. he mastered that he's a master he's mastered finishing right like Steph Curry's master as, of ball as, as well as as well as his footwork 
Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You have to master something, and mastering it means that you have to break it down to the smallest of details, and then build it back up, and just keep refining mm-hmm. it and making sure it's perfect. And, and guys don't do that, right? And that's how guys don't approach approach things like that. They just want let's do drills, let's do drills, right? Let's do this drill. This this looks like a cool drill, right? But then <laughs> you watch them do the drills, and it's like, yo, his foot's pointing here. His knees are collapsing, like there's so much stuff wrong with it, but you know, it's a cool drill, it looked good. Right? It's like it's like no bro, like their foundation in their shot is off. And that's why when they get to the games, right, and they can't do it because they have no confidence in their game. Because they know that Jay is inconsistent. They can't trust it. And and so you you see guys struggle. And it, it just baffles me all these guys like you that get to the NBA and you think it's just bro, all you gotta do Treat it like your job, like, you know, just treat it like a nine to five. Just make sure you're in the gym. I need to fix this. I'm going to work on this every day. And just treat it like a job, right? And some of these guys don't do that, right? Because, again, you get caught up in the lifestyle, right? Like, you know, it's mm-hmm. easy. The bubble. Think, think about the bubble. Remember how many guys were good when they came out of that four-month four break and they had nowhere to go? So the only thing that I could do was work, work on the game. Work on the game, yeah. Yeah. And all these guys came out good. Right? Like, you're like, where did this guy come from? He just, right? He probably, like, like he, guy from India. he trained for four months. So there was no clubs to go to. <clears throat> exactly. Right? No distraction. Right? You know, so, and that's what it comes down to. The ones that are disciplined just constantly are looking to perfect their craft will get better. But you also need the right information to get better. Right? You need to have, you know, you need to be working smart as well, instead of just working hard. And sometimes guys will work hard, but they're not necessarily working smart. Right, so it, it's a combination of all that. It comes down to just information, like anything else. If you have the information, and you know the right information, then you know you you fix your shot and and get better. Now, uh, I I just have two more questions, and then we'll we'll uh, we'll be out of here. Um, so you know, obviously the uh, I totally forgot this, but the uh, the draft lottery was last night. You know, as of this recording, um, and Orlando got the number one pick. While I'm not going to go through the whole checklist of you know mock drafts and everything else, excuse me, I'm just staying with Orlando. For if you guys are the GM right now, or, or you you basically were responsible for making this number one pick, who were you guys drafted with that number one pick? Well, right now, you want to go? Yeah, I, I mean, for me, I, I would go with Jabari Smith Jr. if I was a Frank. Um, you know. I, I agree with you 100% as well. Okay. I mean, I don't think I – you know, I, I, the three – the guys that I see that are in that I, – I, I'm not a fan of Chet. I, I know he has kind of that, you know – Remember when Przingis first came in the league? He has that kind of vibe of, of when, but yeah. I, I just don't see. I don't see him sustaining any type of relevance, you know. And I could be totally wrong, and you can you could throw this back in my face. I just don't see. I think he'll be a decent player. I just don't see him being as impactful as as Jabari. You know, it's funny, Randall. He looks. He looks. Chet looks graceful, but like a graceful baby giraffe. That that's that's what I feel like when but I watch him play. Przingis was too. Przingis was like that when he came in, but he has more intangibles. Like he he, he does have like he could play D. Um, he has that, that he he has some really good intangibles that I don't think he was able to display on the college level. That I think will translate better. 
Um, I'm just interested. The thing that I, I I'm more let's say concerned, but it's it's more his speed, right, on offense. I don't know if he's that dynamic as a KD to get his shot off, and, and he doesn't have the handle that KD does either. Um, I think defensively he can hold his own a little bit. Um, I don't know physically if he'll be able to. He's gotten stronger, and I think he'll get stronger. But I don't. I just don't see. I think he'll do all right. I just don't see him being a big difference maker. That's just my opinion. Yeah, yeah um, I like I like Jabari as well. Um, I, I I like a guy that's six ten that can yeah score the way he does. And I think you'll fit right in with with you know the fact that he's six ten. He's not. He's not. Um, what's his face? Uh, and uh, Anthony. He's not Cole Anthony, and he's not Suggs. No. Right? Yeah. And he's also not Bamba and um, Isaac. So if you get open, you would be another long, lengthy Bamba or Isaac. Right? Mm-hmm. I like the fact that Jabari, you know, you, you're going to be able to use him in different ways. You could be like a a better version of Glenn Big Dog. Like the Robinson, this guy could square you up. Mm. if you have to dribble. They like could bring the ball up. And this thing with Chet, he's just going to get his his chest caved. Right? He's just going to body. Yeah. <laughs> so like... I watched Gonzaga, and I'm like, he doesn't have that. There's certain guys when the game you need to take over the game, they take it over. And uh-huh. he wasn't that guy for Gonzaga. You know what I mean? No. Like so, if he's not built like that, like KD, where I'm gonna take it over and just go into my arsenal, then yeah, he's gonna be a long guy like he shoot the three and maybe block shots. But hold on, hold on. But he'll get he'll get exposed in the playoffs. Was KD doing that at Texas? Oh, yeah, he was. Oh, KD. KD was doing that at Texas. KD was was scoring, running off. KD was catch and shoot. ISO running off screens. KD would come off multiple screens, like step, catch and shoot. Mm -hmm. KD was scoring in all kinds of ways. Yep. He was giving you buckets in any any way you wanted it. Yep. He could bring it. He could ISO you. He could could come off moving. You could set screens for him. He'd come off the move. Like he was scoring in so many different ways. He he really Check. was. He really was. He did, what did he average? Oh, yeah. Watch, he averaged, oh yeah. I think he Watch. averaged like twenty five or something like that. Yeah, at least something like that. He was. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he, he was, was, he was scoring, crazy at Texas. He was, he was scoring in different ways. Yeah, he was scoring in different ways. You know. You know. So, you know what Chet yeah. reminds me of? Like when I look at his body. You know, because everybody's you know seven foot, seven foot two guy, whatever. You're thinking, okay, of course he's gonna be in the NBA, all that stuff, right? Yes, we know he's skinny. But my, you know, the, I was always taught when you have wide shoulders, you have the ability to, you know, put on weight and naturally get stronger, right? He's got such a narrow frame. It kind of reminds me of, um, and I mean, this guy was a bigger, a thicker guy, but he had that narrow frame like um, Hashim Tabit. When Hashim Tabit was at, was at UConn, he had like <clears throat> seven two, whatever, however tall he was. But I thought he didn't have a wide frame. I thought his shoulders were, like, narrow. And I'm like, that's weird for a guy that big. You know what I mean? I'm like, I don't know how long. Like, that's not a good sign. I mean, there was a whole other reason why he didn't didn't make it. But I just didn't like his disposition being that tall. You know what I mean? And and, and for somebody like Chet, I look at at him and I don't see a guy that's going to put on a lot of weight. Which, again, if you're KD or whatever, that's kind of fine. But he doesn't have that KD speed. Well, KD KD's special because yeah. he's a seven foot two guard. Like that's right. this is why I was and he calling. Can handle. And he handle can handle. Yeah. 
Ooh. and he can handle like Chet can handle a little bit, but Chet again is like a, he has the gracefulness of of a giraffe, where it's like you, it's like it's <laughs> yeah. loping and it's like you know what I mean, like he's unfolding every step he takes, and it's you know what I mean. So it's like that makes me nervous, you know what I mean. And so I'm like, so when I look at that based on his speed, he's probably going to be playing a bigger position, and I'm like. Okay, like yeah, he'll, he'll hit the shot, like he'll hit open shots, but I'm like anything off the dribble, I'm like he's not going to be able to bang anybody out. Like I, I don't know, like that, that to me is when I see him makes me nervous. The thing, the thing about the thing about um, Chet also, he, he was like Bobo. I saw Bobo in high school. Like Bobo was, yo, Bobo was shooting three step backs. Uh-huh. Right. Yes. Like the guy gets to the NBA, he's buried in the bench, like. Those kind of guys tell you, man, the game's too physical. He's going to start getting bodied, right? You guys just start going through his chest. Right? Those 6'10", six, 6'11", six, six, guys just going to start bodying him. Yeah. Get it in his chest, take him off the dribble. Oh, I don't know. I would go number one. I would go with Jabari. Jabari fitted with the team. Okay. You know, and I would go with Jabari. I, I didn't number get a one. chance to really watch Jabari, to be honest, this season. Um, so I, I'm going to take... <clears throat> at least at this time, I'm going to definitely take the two of you guys' words for it. So this this is why my answer was Paulo, because I haven't really watched Jabari. But I, I was thinking, like, I like I watched a lot of Duke games this year, and, and, I, and I liked his game. And I think the fit with him at, at Orlando would be pretty good. I don't like, like, I think if, if he, like, it, for these guys, it's going to depend on where they go. I think Chet's going to go to OKC because they're just in re whole rebuilding and, you know, reloading phase. So... You know they they don't they'll, they'll take on projects as for as long as they want right now because they got so many picks for the next like five to ten years it seems like so I, I see that I don't see Chet falling lower than second, um, but I think I think with Jabari and, and with Paulo I think it depends on like where they go what their success is gonna be I I don't know oh. like I I I'm nervous about Paulo going to Houston because I I think they gotta get rid of like. I mean, and they're a young team too, but they got to get rid of like Porter or one of those guys. Like it's most likely going to be Porter Jr. Because I, like I feel like I don't know. I just I just have this like when 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 Yao was was coming to Houston with Steve Francis and Mobley, and they were just ignoring Yao for a while until they had to start getting rid of those guys when and Yao was the guy. Like I I, I kind of get that sense with Houston to me. Like even though I think Jalen Green is going to be a really good player. Right now, that combination of him and Porter, I'm just like, I don't know if I want like a like a you know Jabari or Apollo going there. So I'm like, they they gonna have to figure that out. But I like Paulo. I don't know how you guys feel about his game, but uh, uh Bonchero, like, but I, I like I he impressed me when I was watching him play like most of the games I saw this. Jabari, year. Jabari is smoother than Paulo. He's smoother. Okay. Yeah, is the smoothest yeah like I said, yeah, I haven't, I haven't watched Jabari, so I won't. I only saw the the one tournament game where he didn't play well. That's the only game I saw him play. Yeah. The bar is a way smoother than, uh, than Okay. Yeah. Bigger. Yeah. Taller or bigger? Yeah. Bigger, okay. All right. Cool. Now, like I said, I'll, I'll take you guys' word for it on that. Last question. Who who are your choices to represent the East, East and the West of the NBA Finals? Oof. I mean, I, I, I got- definitely see Golden State. Um, I can see Golden State in Boston, to be honest. I think I think Miami, is. It's, it all depends on, on Larry. Larry's host. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if he's going to be playing a lot this series, man. That, yeah. that, that, if he's not a good at health, then it's going to be tough. They they need all guns. Like you need you need all guns firing. And all, uh, yeah. 
I don't know. Like, uh, and, and with him, that hamstring injury is like, you know, it, that's a nagging. I don't, I don't feel like that's going to be really healed into the off season when you can actually take that break to like really get it healthy. You know what I mean? Like, for him to get really healthy, he's probably going to have to miss. I mean, I don't know what the severity of his hamstring injury is, but I don't think he's coming back tomorrow. You know what I mean? Who's that? Larry. Larry. Smart. Oh, Larry. Yeah. yeah um, think... But that guy Vincent is playing good. That guy Vincent is playing really good. Yeah. Um, I think the same thing for Boston with Smart. It's Smart's there in Boston. I, you know, I want to say Boston as well because um, Boston and Golden State. Uh, just because um, I'm a, I'm a, you know, Spurs are my team. Popovich, I love Popovich, and Ime is trying to hit Popovich. And he's making the adjustments, and he's getting these guys to play and compete. So, I would, you know, if he's been with Popovich for ten years, he's been still bringing some of Popovich's coaching style, and you know, just being under his wing, you learn, you you experience so many things, and you know, you you've been through so many situations that okay, I'm going to do this in this situation. You anticipate certain things happening, mm-hmm. and you prepare for it. So, I'm going to go Boston. I'm assuming that Smart's going to get healthy. I'm going to go Boston and Golden State. Yeah, and and it, and it looks like I think we're all in agreement because I have the Celtics and the Warriors too. Um, the the one thing that worries me about Golden State though is they they have this ability sometimes, and it's just and it's not this year. It's been pretty much their whole culture is they have the ability sometimes to take their foot off their gas with their turnovers. You know what I mean? And, and this year they they got some sometimes they get some head scratching play. You know what I mean? Overall. Like, <laughs> Like the way yeah. they, the way they let Memphis come back and play hard them like after that jaw injury like including when they they're at one point they're getting blown up by fifty five points in in, um, in game five you know like it, it worries me you know what I mean like even, and tonight they're 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 handling Dallas and that's fine but like Dallas missed a lot of open threes you know what I mean like they better hope that still continues because like you know what I mean like it's it's one of those mm-hmm. things where it's like I just don't. I don't totally trust them the same way I did other years, even though I love them and I want to see them make the finals. But you know, Luca and you got you got a you know a perimeter you know perimeter frame flamethrowers right now with with Brunson and and, and Dinwiddie. It, it, they make me nervous. You know what I mean? They make they make me nervous. I, I I have them in the in the Celtics. It's funny, like with with um, with with the Heat. I swear, I don't know if you guys remember the Bears back in like <laughs> the, like the early mid two thousands, where like. Every time they were a good team and they made the playoffs, nobody really believed them. Like, they could have the best record in the NFL or, or like, the NFC, and it, you're just, like – I remember there was this one year where, like, every – Orlacker? Is that the – Yeah, I think, or, I think Orlacker was yeah. there, yeah. But there was one year – I think they made the Super Bowl. There was one year, Randall, every – almost every game came down to, like, a fluke play, and they won. And it was, like – they had, like thir- – they were, like, 13-3, and three, and then – Oh, I'm sorry, it wasn't the Super Bowl year. And I remember the very – they had home field advantage. You know, they, they had the bye week. And then the very first playoff game, they went and lost. And everybody, all the commentators, all the analysts, everybody was like, ah, oh, the Bears ain't going to win. You know what I mean? And I feel like even though Miami is kind of like proving us wrong a little bit, even though they're the number one seed, I still feel like, you know, and I guess it's kind of to our points, I, I kind of feel like we don't believe they're going to make the final. Even though they won last night and, you know, Butler played great again, you know, like I'm kind of like, yeah, Smart didn't play, Horford didn't play. You know, once them guys get back, I, I feel like there's Boston has too much firepower, especially if, you know, Tatum and Brown are, are balling. Like they're, they're going to – I just figure like they don't – Miami doesn't have the firepower to deal with them. 
But, again, the way Butler's been playing, if he continues to play the way he's, he played in game one especially, mm-hmm. it's, it's going to be tough. But I, I, I want to see the Celtics and the Warriors. I think the NBA would rather see that. Um, <laughs> you know, big market in the Bay Area, you know, historical franchise in Boston. Like, I think it would make for a great series as well. And I think could you, see Hero, could you see Hero taking that next step? Not this season. <laughs> I don't know. I just you know what it is with Hero though, Randall. It's it's kind of the same analogy with, with like while I'm making about Miami. It's like I know he's a good player. He's a good scorer, and he's he's in that culture. He plays tougher than you know. Like I think he would have been if he was on another franchise. But there's just something about here where I'm just like I'm not sold on this guy yeah. being the next cornerstone or star of this team. I just I'm just I'm not sold. Oh. I'm not either. I, I was just playing devil's advocate. Okay. So I'm, I'm with you. Trust me, I'm not. I'm not a huge hero fan. Yeah, like I think he's good, but it's... he looks. He looks. He looks great in his individual workouts. Like when he poses his stuff, looks <laughs> like he can't yeah. miss. But the games, this guy ain't hitting nothing. I'm like, damn. <laughs> but, 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 but it goes good, back. O'Neal goes back to what you were saying earlier about training and all that. And I was saying like, you can. In theory, right, you can go in a gym and and teach someone like like the fundamentals of shooting really comes down to you know your your are you tracking the ball properly with your elbow or you're releasing all that yeah. and you have balance right now yeah you're right it's more than that and you can you can go in a gym with a janky like you said like Siakam with with kind of your both knees bent in and you can probably hit 10 out of a 10 threes if you're if you're yeah. you know, it's consistency with a shitty form right but when you when what, what screws everyone's shot up is like you said you need to have all the elements in play to be able to shoot in all types of circumstances, not just standing still when no one guarding you, right? Are you able to dribble with the ball and be balanced enough with, you know, and shoot? Are you able to shoot, you know, off of a pass? Are you able to, you know, take a step back and shoot? Those are all intangibles that, you know, you have to add into your game in, in, in a live game. And that's where I think, like, it doesn't translate all the time for players. So, yeah, these players look, even Shane and Sharp, I'll be honest, like, I've seen him play too. I've seen him play live. Great player. I've seen Barrett play, and I've seen all their flaws, right? And yeah, they're great. But in workouts, you look at them. But hey, at the next level, is he going to be able to have that handle to kind of get at? He's not going to be at. You know, everyone's athletic in the league, right? Is he going to really get the hoop at will? Maybe I don't know. It, but he's got to utilize that shot more. Is he going to be consistent with it? You don't know. He could be an all-star like Ray Allen, or he could be clunking, clunking, clunking. And develop right, so like I agree. Uh, he I like Hero, like I said, he looks you know, I love him in his, in his individual, those mixtape workouts that he puts, but <laughs> I get excited and I shows up and he's flopping. I'm like, come on, man, you look good, bro. But yeah, um, the, the I don't know, the don't Instagram know. clips I, it's you, Butler, you, you it's fall in love Butler. with the Instagram clips, yeah, it's just Butler and everybody else, and everybody else, so you need Butler needs more help. What happened to Bam? Mm-hmm. Um, offensively, at least. Offensively, at least. What yeah, happened to Bam? That's a great. That's a great question. Yeah, I don't know. You know, I, yeah. I, here's what I th- here's what I think it is. Right, I think it goes back to consistency in the routine and stuff like that. Like you've seen guys because to be at a high to be at a high level, the mental focus that is needed is great because it's something you have to bring every time 
Does that make sense? And so some of these guys, they might have it for a year, like have a really good year. But to consistently bring that, that takes a mental toll, right? Because there's a certain level of focus that you need to have in your routines, your yeah. training, you know, getting shots up. And it could have been... It could have been also a contract here. Now the guys play great. And that, you know, when they're looking at a new contract, right? Hmm. So it's interesting you say that because Bam was uh, he did get he, he did get re-upped after last after last season. Yep. Oh, I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> okay. so, there you go. So you look at when you see a guy playing every time. This is my or not, or not last season right. after the bubble after the, after they they made the yeah, finals the in the bubble, bubble and they weren't going to yeah, sign Giannis and they weren't going to sign Giannis. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so that's when these guys come out of nowhere. I'm like, it's a contract year because that's that's exactly what happened. They come out of nowhere, have a great year, like, oh my god, and then they just, I'm good. I, I made it to my second contract. Yeah. He played well last year, like he was an all star last year. Uh, Bam, yeah. I believe, yeah. And then, yeah, I don't know what happened after that. It's like this year, it's like, it's, I don't, it's, it's, so go ahead. You got to be consistent, Calvin. The, the that's why. You know, I, I love guys like, I love Kobe and Jordan, right? Because their approach to the game is maniacal, but it has to be that way so that they can be great all the time. Right. And bring that, that level, that high level of scoring and play all the time. And so, you know, a lot of guys are built like that. Yeah. For me, that's what it comes down to. Because it's hard, it's hard, man. It's hard to get in the gym every day and to have that level of focus where you're locked, you know, trying to get locked in and accomplish and making sure your game's tight it, and your it, game's going to be consistent. It's funny because you're saying, you're saying the highest of levels, but I would even even go as high as Kobe and, and Mike. I'm even thinking guys like Ray Allen, who was a maniacal bastard himself. You know what I mean? Yeah. He wasn't as great as those two guys, but, I mean, that guy, I mean, geez, like his, his routine was, if you ever read his stories, like he was, he was insane. His work ethic yep. was insane. Even even when he got to Miami, like some of the stuff he would do, he had he had LeBron and them doing extra work. Yep, yep. So it's it's so even guys like him, it's like to be you, you have you're right. There has to be some sense of like OCD maniacalness to to you know whether it's you know ferocious like Kobe or LeBron or or, or understated like like Ray Allen, but like you you have to be on top of there every day. That's that's how you extend your career too. Yep. All right, so I, I agree, but yo, we we can wrap this up now, fellas. Thank you for uh, for hopping on the the Av as always. Um, you know, we definitely you know probably should do this in the finals at some point, especially if Boston and, and the Celtics make it and do like uh, <laughs> I, I would oh, like to, I would like uh, I'll figure it out. I'll figure it out, but but maybe even during the game, like you know, the fourth quarter is like <laughs> to do like a live or something. Well, I'll figure it out. I'll figure it out. I think, that I think that'll be interesting. But all right, fellas, but thank you once again as always, man. No problem. Yes, sir. No problem. Thank you for checking out the latest edition of the Half Podcast. I appreciate you for tuning in. And thanks to O'Neill Kamaka and Randall Walter for coming on today and breaking down these playoff topics. I'm going to be back with a new episode next week. More importantly, though, I have a new episode of my story. That'll be out on May the 25th, a Wednesday, featuring high school All-Canadian women's basketball player Cheyenne Rowe as she breaks down her journey from the very beginnings of her career to nailing down a scholarship at James Madison University. Please, 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 and I emphasize, please give that a listen. Don't play around with that. 
And make sure you check out SashaRav.com for the catalog and hit the like and favorite buttons wherever you listen to podcasts, all right? For Randall Walter and O'Neill Kamaka, this is Kyle C. And you just tuned in to the AF Podcast on South Shirav Radio. Woo, my voice is still recovering, boy. <laughs> all right, until next week. Peace. We out. Have a great long weekend for all the Canadians out there.